renting and housing isn't going to go away. It's one of the necessities. So just making it through currently and making sure that not only tenants are okay, but the landlords are okay is really what's driving us. So though we are a for-profit platform, we do really care about our customers and we like to make sure that everyone is getting the attention that they need. That was Amber Hayes, CEO of Second Keys and the winner of 3686's 2020 pitch competition. She's explaining how she's been persevering through the challenge of working in real estate during the COVID-19 era. In this, our final episode of the season, Amber describes how Second Keys is transforming the relationship between landlords and tenants with its unique predictive analytics. She also offers an inside look at the experience of building a company from the ground up in Memphis. And she shares some of the resources that have been helping her raise capital and grow her business. My name's Clark Buckner, and this is Disrupt the Continuum, Launch Tennessee's podcast powered by Pinnacle Financial Partners. This show is dedicated to entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. All season, we've brought you behind-the-scenes interviews with attendees and guest speakers from last year's 3686 Festival, which for the first time went completely virtual. The new, fully interactive format united a worldwide audience to celebrate community, culture, and connection with the brightest minds across multiple industries. And we've got some exciting news. Another 3686 is set to return later this summer. Be sure to keep watching this space for all the latest info coming soon, including official dates, speakers, and networking opportunities you won't want to miss. Plus, find out when and how you can register to attend. Before we hear more from my conversation with Amber, we want to thank this season's sponsor, Pinnacle Financial Partners. They pride themselves on being much more than just another bank. They offer their clients long-term partnerships for growing their businesses. Learn more at pnfp.com. Now, let's jump in. Hello, my name is Amber Hayes, and I'm the CEO of Second Key. Amber, congratulations. You won this year's 3686 Entrepreneur Pitch Competition. (laughs) Thank you. That's incredible. I am so excited to be talking with you to talk about your, your story, your journey, what you've been building, and your experience specifically building here in Tennessee and in the Southeast. And lots of good things are up ahead. So first of all, though, congratulations. Thank you so much. So first, tell me a little about Second Keys. Yeah. So Second Keys is a holistic property management platform that unlocks the true potential of proactive property management. So what we do is we use um, predictive analytics or machine learning to help determine when appliances fail, like a dishwasher, washer, dryer. In two weeks to a month period, we can let you know what's going to break inside of it and contact your landlord to get it fixed. That is so helpful. I feel like that's especially helpful right now. And, you know, the, the world we live in, there's a lot of uncertainty. So tell me more about how, how you're actually able to get that intel. So there's actually a filter inside the dishwasher that people don't really know about that needs to be changed anywhere between 45 to 90 days or else there's cascading effects of things that start to break inside the dishwasher. What? So So with our platform, we actually can get down to the different types of parts that break inside of the uh, appliances. So we get the top 10 appliances that have that are inside of an apartment complex or inside of a house. And then we target 
not only the appliance itself, but the parts, the top 10 parts that we know might break in a certain period of time. And then we notify your landlord. So just for instance, you know, there's, of course, we just use the dishwasher example. What's a couple other appliances that are kind of always going to be in this category of maybe breaking down and causing some real problems? Um, the stove, the stove, well, the stove top and then the oven, microwave, um, the hood. If you have a hood that uh, gets all the smoke out above your stove. Um, what else is there? Dishwasher, washer, dryer. It's a couple others. It's like it's 10. All the <laughs> essentials. All, everything <laughs> yeah. that we need. And we're all using a bit more these days at home. Interesting. Okay. So that's what you do. Now, I would love to rewind it back to your story. And as I understand it, you've been founder now of Second Keys for two years. It started two years ago? Yes. So where were you in the world? How did you get this idea? Why did you act on it? You know, kind of catch me up to speed. Yeah, so I was a programmer for two previous startups. Both of them failed, but I learned a lot. But after that, I went back to the corporate world and um, I have ADHD, so I can't sit down and just focus on one thing. So I had two jobs. I worked as a contractor for multiple apartment complexes, as well as a manager for a real estate appraisal firm. And while working as a contractor, I worked with a lot of different property managers and a lot of different tenants. But I noticed that our software as contractors never really connected to the property managers. And I would still get all types of messages at two, three o'clock in the morning from tenants asking about things that I didn't work on because I only worked on the Wi-Fi and electronics, but they wanted to know like when their dishwasher and stuff was going to be fixed. So from there, I started working on the idea to fix my own problem as just a contractor, but I brought it to my then friend, now my CTO, and asked him what he thought about it. And he said it sucked because <laughs> the type of transparency, yeah, the type of transparency I wanted between the contractor and the property manager, he wanted the same for tenants because he was a frustrated tenant and never got his security deposit back. That's where it all started. And it was just the two of you? Uh, right then, yeah. So it was just the two of us. And we wrote all the code for three months. Well, almost a year, actually. So we wrote our MVP in three months while we went through the Start Co Accelerator that May to August. And then we got our first customer and just started rolling. And your co-founder's name? Mars McLean. So you both, you met each other. Now, at this time, you were in Oxford, Mississippi? Mm-hmm. All right. So you're there. You're testing this out. He says, you know, this is no good. This, I, it's it sucks, whatever. You know, the way you described it, right, just now. Um, but you all decide at some point to move to Memphis, Tennessee. Can you tell me a little about that decision process and what brought you to Tennessee to start this company? Yeah, I actually, uh, one of my friends worked with Epicenter, or he was starting an idea with drones with Epicenter, and he posted the Start Co. Accelerator on Facebook. And I was like, wow, this is really cool and interesting, and I got an idea in home services, so I just put it in. And we got accepted. And so we moved on up here with the accelerator and just started the company. That's awesome. Wow. And so you've been here ever since. That's basically at the beginning. When you said you were writing that MVP of code for three months, were you in Memphis writing that code? 
Oh, no, I was actually still in Memphis. So my co-founder and I, he moved up here to Memphis to do the Accelerator full time. And I was still in Oxford working full time and writing code. (laughs) And this is a good moment, I think, to call out your skill set in being a developer. And not only did you find a technical co-founder, but you are also a technical founder because you said you were not only a programmer for those two startups that ultimately those startups did not make it, but you learned a lot, but you were lead programmer for those startups. Tell me a little about some of those lessons that you learned and maybe some of the the languages you learned or the, or the, the tech stacks and just some of the things that equipped you to get to that point of saying, you know what, let's, let's write this code of these three months and get this MVP. What are some of the big things that you learned? Uh, I really learned how to multitask. So I thought being in college, I learned how to multitask, but I really learned while being in those startups. And then also learned, it was mostly just business management. So with the school that I was in, they did a really good job of teaching us all the different code, coding languages, as well as um, partnering with different people. So I, I understood a lot of the business side and I understood how to code. It was just harder trying to get in the middle, that little middle piece, being like a business analyst. So we didn't have that type of um, background. But being in the startups, I actually had that. And then it gave me the push that, oh, okay, I have all the skills I need to just go ahead and start my own business. I don't need to continue doing this. Though, you know, it's nice to be in corporate world, got a cushion and everything, but it's also nice to be your own boss. So Definitely. And you both start this. He moves to Memphis. You're still staying. You're still working full time and you're still coding. When did you decide to move to Memphis? So I moved to Memphis after my lease was up and... Right before that, we got investment for the startup. So we got 160 in April of 2019. And I was like, all right, somebody else validates my idea. So it's time for me to go. How did you meet that investor? We uh, So Starco actually flew us out to California, San Francisco, California, for a investor meeting. It was like six other startups that came with us. And we got to meet lots of different investors, but we also wanted to explore the city since it was, you know, part of Silicon Valley and they have all types of pitch competitions. So we joined different pitch competitions and we won a couple. And that's how we met our first uh, investor. It was in a pitch competition. They gave us a hundred thousand. They didn't invest until April, but that's how we met them through a pitch competition in San Francisco. Did you win those competitions, you said? How many of those did you, like, what kind of benefit did you win out there? Was that cash? Yeah, none of them were cash, actually. It was just pitching to investors. So there was, like, four different pitch competitions we went to. Two of them had over 100 people. And my co-founder was just pitching. It was, like, uh, I think it was a minute pitch that you had to do for that one in particular. And he beat out 100 people. What? Yeah. (laughs) Wow, that is a lot. So that's one in a hundred. One minute out of uh now that is that is that's awesome. Okay, so you go from there and you come back to Nashville, you've got some seed capital and and for someone who is not familiar with Epicenter and also Startco in Memphis, could you describe what 
those are and how it relates to the rest of the state of Tennessee? Yeah, so in Memphis, we have a really nice entrepreneurship ecosystem that comes between two groups. So it's really StartCo and Epicenter. And StartCo helps to, they're an accelerator that helps startups, mostly SaaS, um, e-commerce. Well, they just started e-commerce. So SaaS, medical device, really, and then they just started e-commerce startups. But um, Epicenter actually helps all types of entrepreneurs if you start in a business or you have an idea, they help you from the ground up and they can help find grants and things. So it comes down to those two things. What do you think works best in Memphis? So you moved there from Oxford, Mississippi. You moved to Memphis and your time here in two years. How do you think it's contributed to your success? So I honestly think you need both to make it because both have different types of resources that are needed and everyone is well connected. But what, we still needed both to actually get where we are today. So the accelerator helped to build the business and then get us, uh, was like a jumping pad, really, for us to start. And then Epicenter has been there along the way to help us with like little things in businesses that you don't really think about. Like, how do I process payroll? What is HR? Like, when you come from the corporate world, all of that's done for you. So I didn't know any of that. So they were extremely helpful with all of that. So you really need both to actually make it through. <laughs> and with that accelerator, that's funding. So you you received funding out of the gate from the very beginning. And yeah, so with the accelerator, they actually gave us fifty thousand for five percent of the company. It's pretty standard for any accelerator. And then um, with our after the accelerator, we did our we had our MVP. We got our first customer. In October, before we went out to San Francisco, we got four more customers so we could look really nice for investors. We were working really hard. And then we ended that year with five customers. Now, um, when we got our first investment, that totaled up to altogether with our first round was 360000 including the, um, the 50000 that came from the accelerator. So we've raised with um, the investors out from... California and a couple of angels here in Memphis. All right. So you've got at this point several customers. You're growing your technology. And we've mentioned earlier you're also a developer. How many languages do you write in and and what language are you writing in right now for second keys? Oh, so I know about twelve different programming languages, but for second keys, I'm writing in React. And then we also use a lot of PHP too. 12 programming languages. That's significant. What did you learn to code? I learned to code in like 10th grade of high school because we had finally got a computer and my dad kept breaking it because he wanted to know more about Google Earth. He likes to hunt and stuff. So from there, that's when I started <laughs> trying to get viruses off the computer, <laughs> breaking into things. So yeah, that's, that's where I started. <laughs> in 10th grade of high school? Yes. That's where it all started. And so you just stayed at it. And are you self-taught? Uh, no. So I went to school for electrical engineering and computer science. But when I first started, I didn't think I was going to do that. Um, so I thought I was actually going to be a doctor or a nurse. And I went to school for that for like two years. <laughs> wow. Well, very exciting. So all of those skills are helping you now. And so, all right, we're, we're in the year 2020. Challenging year. 
you just won 3686 pitch competition and going into the season of COVID-19, I know this has had an impact on your business. What are some of the lessons that you've learned and how are you weathering the storm? How are you getting through all of this? Learn to be more patient and learn to understand other people's issues. So it's it's easier to do as an entrepreneur because we think that everyone is also going through the same pain. So we're a little bit more patient. But now also thinking about like the different larger companies that we work with, we also have, we're a bit softer with them too because we know everybody's going through, especially in the real estate industry as a whole, since there's 28 million people about to be evicted and then 30 million plus without jobs. So we were hit pretty hard as just a startup in real estate. So lots of our friends, they've closed down already, but we've been trucking along. So we did lose about 50 to 75% of our revenue in from May to like June. And then it's starting to ramp back up. But to continue weathering through the storm, it's just um, being patient with others and then also still knocking on doors and getting more customers. So you've been weathering the storm. It's been stretching you in in new ways and you've had to make sacrifices. But through these challenges, what optimism do you have about the future and maybe how your product is being even more valuable and bringing value to the world in these times? So I'm actually the optimistic one on the in the group so I've always been like extremely optimistic about it but we do know that renting and housing isn't going to go away it's one of the necessities so just making it through currently and making sure that not only tenants are okay but the landlords are okay is really what's driving us so though we are a for-profit platform, we do really care about our customers and we like to make sure that everyone is getting the attention that they need and the resources that they need. We have helped a couple of landlords that didn't know that they could get a PPP loan or some tenants that didn't know that they had rent rent assistance in their cities. Like Memphis has 30 different groups that can help you with rental assistance that a lot of people don't know about or can help with groceries. So we've been helping a lot of different tenants and landlords that way. So just being, just remembering that everybody's human is really important during this time. You're not only helping them with their machines, but their lives. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, we're all excited for you. I have loved hearing a little bit about your story. I know you're optimistic. We're all optimistic for you. And it is, I think, even more exciting that you moved here. You, you know, re- relocated to here to Tennessee to build your company and you're getting traction. You're getting even more customers. You're pivoting through these times and we're all thrilled for you. So what's a good way for someone to connect with you and just keep following along the journey? Oh, they can follow us on all the social media. So we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn. But you can also um, just contact us on our website. We have a contact page at secondkeys.com. What's the name mean again? I should have asked you that already. Oh, so we like to say the first key to successful property management begins with the individual. But the second key is a property management, property management platform you can trust. I like it.
Excellent. <laughs> well, I'm looking forward to keeping up, and I can't wait to hear about your next milestones and all the other exciting things you're doing. Thanks for taking the time. Awesome. Thank you, Kyle. Thanks for listening to Disrupt the Continuum, a Launch Tennessee podcast for entrepreneurs, investors, and ecosystem builders. Launch Tennessee has received national recognition for statewide collaboration, an innovative economy, and stakeholder diversity. And that's because of amazing folks like yourself who are contributing to make Tennessee the most startup-friendly state in the nation. To join the conversation, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at LaunchTN and visit launchtn.org slash buildtn to learn more about Tennessee's entrepreneurial ecosystem. Please subscribe, rate, and review the show wherever you get your podcasts. Well, we'll see you soon on another episode of Disrupt the Continuum.